Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What do you get when you take a smart ass sex and dating expert who's a little too smart for his own good? And you take a smoking hot vixen with just the right amount of naughty and nice. And together they point out all the very stupid things men and women do in the world of sex and dating. You get a juicy little podcast that is smart, sexy, and will knock you on your ass. It's unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is Believe in the Sex Playbook, and it starts right now. Hey everyone, welcome to Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm your host, John Ibrahim, coming to you from the Windy City here on the Believe Network. I'm flying solo again today, but we hope to remedy that sometime in the near future. But until then, you're stuck with me. And if you love the show like a fat kid loves cake, then please remember to subscribe to The Sex Playbook and give the show a five-star rating. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much everywhere else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V. All right. So today I wanted to talk to you about a topic that has actually kind of been in the back of my mind for quite a bit of time. I just kind of haven't moved it to the front of my mind in order to record a show about it. But then, you know, the comedian Bill Maher on his show just a couple weeks ago sort of brought up this topic and brought up a lot of good points with it. And so I was like, you know what? I've bottled this up long enough. It's time to let it fly. And it's a topic that might be just slightly controversial, but hey, when have I ever shied away from controversial topics in the past? People seem to appreciate it. And if you don't, you can go suck it. And the topic is masculinity. Now, you wouldn't think that that would be a controversial topic, but in the age of the Me Too movement, because of so much shitty male behavior out there, it really sort of put a spotlight on male masculinity and how men sometimes use that masculinity in ways that it isn't intended. So a lot of these points, like I said, as much of an evil genius as I am, I can't take full credit for them because like I said, Bill Maher kind of hit on a lot of these points. And it was like really spot on. So now in talking about masculinity, you may hear the phrase toxic masculinity. And that is definitely a real thing. I'm sure all you women out there could think of a time where you dealt with total douchebag and this toxic masculinity. But the problem is, as a lot of things do, you know, the the Me Too movement and the backlash from it happened fast it really put a spotlight on men and their bad behavior or their toxic masculinity. And then it just sort of made regular masculinity and toxic masculinity kind of interwoven. And so it it sort of made masculinity in general a bad thing. And it really isn't. I think it's time where we need that pendulum to swing in the opposite direction and draw a clear line between masculinity and toxic masculinity. 
you know, masculinity is not a bad thing. Just like any tool. I don't mean like a guy acting like a tool. I mean like tool, like a hammer, screwdriver, like any tool. It's only useful if you use it the right way. But you could definitely use a tool the wrong way and you could break something. You could hurt somebody. So masculinity is the exact same way. If you use it the wrong way, then it can turn into toxic masculinity. So try to compare it to like femininity or when women say that they're feminists, if they're using it the right way, because you could definitely think in your mind of a good type of feminist and a bad type of feminist. The good types of feminists, that's a good thing. I like when women tell me that they're feminists if they're using it the right way. Well, men should be able to do the same with their masculinity. So any of you who are even remotely in touch with the news know that there's a pretty bad war raging right now in Ukraine from Russia. If there's one thing that we learned from the war in Ukraine, it's that everybody loves and actually needs grown-ass men. Now, specifically, what I'm alluding to and what Bill Maher kind of pointed out was a bunch of tweets and you know posts on message boards and social media about women who are like wet for the president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky. Any of you guys who have been watching the news, you've seen the guy, the president of Ukraine. And the guy has proven to be an amazing leader. And yeah, he's a good looking guy. But that's not why women are wet for the guy. Like one post, a woman said she's got a raging, a raging she boner for Zelensky. And I mean, the guy has been around as president for several years before this war broke out. But you saw no women posting about him then. It's all about them witnessing the leadership and how he's behaved after his country was invaded by Russia. You know, and it's kind of because Zelensky has shown that he's a little bit of a badass. You know, like so many other leaders do when their countries are invaded. They flee so they can run their government from secure locations. But Zelensky didn't do that from Jump Street. He stayed in Ukraine, still posts videos in his office in the capital, basically showing the Russians, hey, this is exactly where I am. You could easily bomb that target and kill him, but he's standing up for his country and he's staying put. And women see that and kind of see him as a little bit of a badass. And guess what? That badassery is what turns them on, i.e. it's his masculinity. Now, women, if that appeals to you, that's awesome. That means you are attracted to masculinity, but... Well, you need to understand that there is always going to be a little bit of that cement head, you know, maybe not toxic masculinity, but the maybe macho, which is, you know, probably is a negative connotation with the masculinity that goes with it. It's just kind of the way it is. So men do behave badly, obviously, but that shouldn't drown out what attracts you to their masculinity. You know, think of masculinity like coffee. Even when you decaffeinate it, there's still a little bit of caffeine in there. Now, granted, male masculinity has been a scourge on this earth for a really long time. Ever since there have been human beings walking upright, there's been toxic 
masculine men who have been killing people by the millions and destroying this planet and everything else. And it's terrible. But masculinity is why human beings still remain on the earth. Now, of course, there are brave women who are fighting in Ukraine right now, just like there have been brave women who have fought in wars throughout history, including all the wars that the U.S. have been in. And to this day, there's brave women who are firefighters, cops, nurses, and enter your brave woman job here. You know, they're, they're everywhere. But when you look at Ukraine, even though there are women fighting in Ukraine, when you see all the images of people fleeing, it's always the women and the children. You can't blame them. Get out of harm's way. The men have to stay behind, not just because they feel it's their duty, but it is actually a law in Ukraine that no able-bodied man can leave. They have to stay and fight. So it's not always a huge advantage being a man. It's that masculinity that they're counting on to stay back and fight. So even though it's not always a great advantage, we do come in handy. You can't deny that there is a direct correlation between all these women that are wet for Zelensky and have lady boners to the premise that he's a man's man. That is what is getting them wet. You know, as evolved as our species are, just like there was in the medieval times that another tribe is on their way to kill us, when that happens... You want a little big dick energy to help save the day. When People Magazine does their sexiest man alive, remember this day. Remember this show. Mark my words. I bet Zelensky will be in the running for it. When Time Magazine does their person of the year, I bet you a million bucks it's going to be Zelensky. Now, I know when all forms of masculinity started becoming confused with toxic masculinity, everybody just wanted men to be painted with a brush that made them more sensitive. And you hear a lot of women say, I just want my man to listen. We understand that you want men to just listen to you and they should. But going back to Zelensky, he's not only listening, he's actually trying to take care of the problem. So yeah, of course you want your men to be sensitive and to listen. But when it comes time to step up, and protect you, I don't mean physically, I just mean also emotionally, you want him to be the man and you want him to take care of the problem. You want him to be the man. And we can test that theory, men and women. Guys, the girl you're dating or your girlfriend, whatever, your wife, go over to her place and fix something. Just anything that needs fixing or whatever. Watch how much she'll dig it. It's not to say women can't fix things themselves. That's not the point. The point is, The male gender role is to be the action-oriented, take-care-of-business masculine role. Think of all the little things, not the things that like really affect the foundation of your relationship. For you married couples or or, or people who live together, when there's a noise downstairs, who is expected to go check it out? The man. Could she go down and check it out? Absolutely she could. But if she's got a man sleeping right next to her, she wants him to go do it. Why? That's his role. That is the masculine role, to be the protector, to take care of things. Don't believe me? Next time that happens to you guys, tell her, no, you're afraid of that sound. 
Watch how turned off she'll be. I don't mean like sexually turned off right there. I mean, next day she'll be thinking about how you're no man. You don't need that drama. And you know what? It's not just idiots with a silly little sex and dating show like me that are raving about this. Experts, scientists are actually alarmed by this, that studies show that Americans are at an all-time low for having sex in 30 years, and that lack of sex is actually causing male sperm count to drop. 32% of men under 30 say they don't even masturbate anymore. Men don't masturbate? What's the day coming to? I don't think I want to live in a world where nobody masturbates. I masturbated twice just since we started this show. What's the reason for this? Well, the scientists aren't going to word it the way that I'm about to word it. But it could be that being a masculine man has become such a taboo thing that men have turned into such pussies that women actually want nothing to do with them. Women may have thought that they wanted to have a man that is molded in the sensitive guy, twilight male character image. And that may seem good on the surface, but in reality, that will actually turn women off which makes them want those guys less and less. And it could be the result that for years now, it was drilled in our heads that masculinity in all forms were toxic rather than just focusing on defeating toxic masculinity. Like even simple things like men asking women out is viewed by Gen Zers as being overly aggressive. Men taking the masculine role by asking a woman he's interested in out is being viewed as overly aggressive. That's why nobody's having sex anymore. How else are you supposed to create attraction if you can't even approach them? And this is a real thing. When Shay and I have talked to younger Gen Zers and we ask them about how do you meet people when you're out, they say, we don't. We we go, what do you mean you don't? When you're at a bar or at a party, you don't meet girls, you don't go talk to girls? They're like, no way, you're a creeper if you go and approach somebody. You're a creeper if you approach somebody? So we asked, how do you meet people then? And yes, you know what answer is coming. They say Instagram. You exchange Instas or Snaps, and then you go your separate ways, and that's how you communicate. Really? And now we wonder why men have become such pussies and we wonder why nobody is having sex anymore. You know, Bill Maher brought up something that I actually talked about this years and years ago. We totally made fun of it and and we're talking about it's the wrong image of the perfect man. But when Obamacare, you know, the Affordable Care Act was being implemented years ago, They started putting ads on TV and online and they were trying to push the point that it's your kind of manly responsibility to get your family covered by health insurance. That was your job as a man. So they started doing ads that were targeted specifically for men and they kept using in all their ads what back then they called pajama boy. Pajama Boy, and you can Google it, Pajama Boy was a man, looked about maybe 28, 30 years old, wearing like those idiotic flannel pajamas that you sometimes see like an entire family wear, you know, on Christmas, and they take their Christmas 
pictures, that's fine on Christmas. Any other day after Christmas, you shouldn't be wearing those. But Pajama Boy was in the pictures wearing those pajamas, holding a mug of hot chocolate, wearing his total like Chad rimmed glasses, looking like a, a complete hipster. And the ad would say, wear pajamas, drink hot chocolate, and get your family covered. That's what the things were. This was the image that they were actually putting out of a manly man doing his manly duties was to look like a total hipster in plaid pajamas. And so w- when you start pushing all that kind of stuff, it start it becomes a societal expectation. And that's why men started losing their masculinity. Now, you know what? I say this all the time is that I'm in awe of women. While there's a lot of work to do to right all the wrongs and injustices that this society has put on women, women are powerful, they're successful, they're way, 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 way smarter than men, but here is one area where you're a victim of your own success. Women in this country have progressed so much, they're also became a sort of expectation that men be a little bit less like them and be a little bit more like you. And that's a problem. And unless you're a total lesbian, those men are going to be somebody that you have no desire to fuck because they are more like you and less like them. While it may seem like a good idea at first, I'm here to tell you women are not attracted to these pussified girly men. They just aren't. If you believe even a little in evolutionary psychology like I do, it will tell you that from the beginning of time, and it's still true today, women ultimately, subconsciously, are attracted to masculinity. Not toxic masculinity, not that bad behavior stemming from masculinity, but masculinity itself, the gender role itself. If men are acting truly in their gender role, just because you're a man doesn't mean that you, by default, are acting masculine. Now, there is a place when interacting with women that men can show their more sensitive side and much less masculinity, and it's called the friend zone. Any of you guys who have been stuck in the friend zone knows exactly what I'm talking about. Now, for those of you, especially women who have smoke coming out of their ears, hearing everything that I had just said, it may on the surface seem like I'm blaming you women, but I'm not. I'm blaming men. Guys, this is on you. If you started living life showing less of your masculinity and more of the sensitive persona that you think women want you to be, then this is your fault. Now, especially if you dudes are in that large percentage of people who aren't having sex unwillingly, meaning you want to have sex, but you seem to be having a problem doing it, well, guess what? Maybe go a little old school and get off social media as a way to try to meet people. Actually, tap your masculinity and go out and get it. I don't mean like a caveman clubbing her over the head and dragging her to get it. I mean, get off your ass and do a little bit of the work. Use your gender role as a way to tap the laws of attraction and use your masculine skills to try to create attraction. And I'm here to tell you guys, just because I'm telling you tap into your masculinity doesn't mean you can also exhume that bad behavior that created the phrase toxic masculinity to begin with. It is possible 
to be a man's man and to be masculine without exuding bad behavior. That's the key to it. And you know what? I'm speaking a little bit from experience here. Fucking A right. I'll brag and say I am a man's man. Anybody who knows me or sees me knows that I'm a masculine person. Has nothing to do with my body. Has nothing to do with how I dress. Anything like that. It's how you carry yourself. It's how you know what your role is in being a man. And that doesn't mean that you have to have a partner, a woman, who is at home barefoot in the kitchen so you could be the man. Women are fully capable of having total successful careers, being a power player, being successful. They can they can do anything men can do. You can still be one of those women and still be in a relationship with a masculine man and both of you being in the gender roles that not only make you feel comfortable being in those roles, but also really keeps being the foundation of why you're attracted to the other person that you're in the relationship with. Hopefully, maybe this show will be what turns the tide out there. Maybe this show will be what halts the pussification of men. And with any luck, all you guys can be like Zelensky, not to have your country invaded. That's horrible. But more so having women look at you, identifying that you're a man's man, and getting a lady boner for you too. And with that, that'll do it for today's edition of Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm John Ibrahim. Make sure to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram with the username the real John Ibrahim. And please remember to subscribe to the Sex Playbook and give the show a five star rating. Remember, you can five Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much all your favorite podcast directories. And of course, always at believe.com. I'm gonna believe podcasts on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, please tweet your questions or topics, and I promise we will try to read them in a future episode. You can find me on Twitter, at John Ibrahim. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at TheBelieve.com. Remember, sex sells, so get on the action and advertise with us. And you've been listening to The Sex Playbook on the Believe Network. Later, people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.